0: This is Journey Life Center, and uh, if you want to connect with us, if you just type connect to 419-834-2585, um, and we would be glad to hear from you. Put a comment on the uh, on the screen, because again, we want to hear from you, and uh, we're believing the Lord's going to bless. And if you want prayer, most importantly, if you want prayer for any reason, text, prayer to 419-834-2585, and uh, we will respond, and we will be praying uh, praying for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so the title of this message today, thank you, worship team, is Returning Strong, and we're believing with all our heart that we're not, we're not going to limp back from this, but we are going to return strong. Uh, the Lord is the Lord is blessing. The Lord is doing great things. You know, as a church, we seem to be um, we seem to be reaching more people than we ever have before, uh, and we're praising God for that. Amen. Uh, someone said that what we're facing today is is not an interruption, but it's a disruption. It's a disruption. Disruption. And I believe also that what the enemy meant for evil, that God is meaning for good. And I think there's something going on. I think uh, not that the Lord sends these kinds of things, but uh, he, he gives permission for these kinds of things. And, um, you know, some churches have decided not to close. There's not many of them, but there's a few out there that are still having services but I, I really believe that they've made a mistake. I, I believe that the, not, not because of the virus, but because this is what God is doing. He's changing the way we are thinking about things. Um, so this is what they're missing. Uh, this, listen, this is a chance for people to stop and just do sabbatical. It, it's, like, it's like the 70-year captivity uh, because Israel wouldn't honor their sabbaths, um, he threw them off the land for seventy years. Sabbath is important, and people have been violating the Sabbath. Um, and so I think I think in some way God's just saying, stop, stop. You've been too busy. You've been too involved. And He's making us stay at home. I know some of us is driving us crazy, but we're staying home. Um, another thing is here's something else they're missing. We're finding new ways to connect with people. We're reaching more people as a church than we ever have before. Um, It's really a new opportunity to do ministry to our community. And, And here's one of the most important ones. Homes, people's homes are now becoming sanctuaries. Our homes are now churches. And for the first 300 years of church history, that's how they did church. They did it at home. They didn't have church buildings. And it was the best years of the church, the best centuries of the church. So um, I, I'm just encouraging people everywhere to build altars at home. And, um, and I, I'm believing that we're just going to have upper room experiences. I believe the Holy Ghost is visiting us in our homes. Uh, and when we come out of this, it would be like coming out of the wilderness. It's like when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he came out in the power. Uh, the, 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 the apostles in the upper room, they came out of this with power. Uh, so many more examples I can share with you. But, but I, I want to go to a, a story here uh, in Luke chapter 22 that, uh, about Peter that I think is really applicable uh, to our story now. Uh, Luke 22. Do you guys uh, have the scripture there for me? Beginning, reading in verse 31, and this is from the Passion Translation. And uh, let's follow this through. So Jesus is speaking here, and of course this is right after the the uh, Passover event, and this is right after right after the disciples were fighting about who's the greatest and all that stuff, and Jesus had to straighten them out. You know, I think this this has made all of us more humble. So uh, he said, Peter, my dear friend, can you imagine Jesus talking? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. It's like he pulls him aside. Come here, Peter, can we talk? He said, Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you, sift you all like wheat and test your faith. Isn't that interesting? Verse 32 then says, verse 32 says, there, thank you guys. But I have prayed for you, but I, oh, hallelujah. I know I'm supposed to be, you know, relaxed here, but I might start preaching. There's just a handful out here in the sanctuary, but if my praise team will get excited, I'll get excited. How about that? (laughs) Amen. Amen. But I've prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this, after you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. So there's several interesting things here. Number one, Jesus told Peter that Satan desires to sift him to sift him, and that Satan had gotten permission. Listen, nothing happens without God's permission. And he, and he allows things to happen. He said, why would God allow this? How many times have you heard people say, why would God allow this? Well, <clears throat> there's sin in the world. It's just, it's just there. And uh, bad things happen to good people. We understand that. But God's power is such, and it's because of the power of the resurrection that God can take bad things and turn them into good things. So, so some, and it doesn't explain how this happens, but it, say, it said Satan got permission. So I think Satan somehow got permission to send this virus. But you know what? It's going to backfire on him. It's already backfiring on him. So he got permission to sift Peter. Now, what, what does that mean? Um, back in those days, they didn't have the machinery we have today, of course. And uh, when the wheat harvest would come in, they would have what's called the threshing floors, which may be a, a, a rock uh, surface or a very uh, beaten-down hard surface. Surface, and they would take pitchforks, and they would jam the pitchfork in the in the wheat, throw it up in the air, and the wind would come along, and the wind would blow the shaft out of the wheat, and then the kernels would drop down. The kernels of wheat would drop down, or or whatever grain it is. So, but here's the thing. That's not very comfortable. Anytime we talk about pitchforks, it isn't interesting that whenever we see a picture of the devil, he's got a pitchfork. <laughs> so, here we go. So, he's sticking pitchforks in us. Throwing us up in the air. How many of us felt like you've just your whole life's just been thrown in the air and we're just tumbling and tossing in the wind? But what's really happening in all this is that the wind of the spirit is blowing through all this situation, and it's blowing out a lot of shaft. It's blowing out a lot of a lot of junk that's been in the church. Oh, I wish I could hear everyone's amen out there. They're and in here. It, the wind of the Spirit is blowing. This is why churches make mistakes if, they, if they're still having church because they're not going through the changes that the rest of us are going through, changes that really need to be made to the church. You know, it's interesting. I, was, uh, I, I like football, and I was watching the draft. And they, they said before the draft, uh, because this was always a big event, they said, oh, the draft, oh, this is going to be a loser. This is going to be bad because, you know, there's not going to be any crowds of people cheering on their team. There's not going to be any glitz or glamour. And, and they were going to do this in Las Vegas. And it was just going to be this huge media event. And they said, this thing's going to be a failure. So now they went. They took cameras. They got dozens and dozens of cameras into homes of coaches and homes of owners and homes of players. And uh, it it was actually a a bigger success than than, than, than if they would have done it the other way. This is so interesting. People actually love getting into the homes of people and seeing where people live and these these coaches and these, these players, they got their kids around them, and and uh it, it was fantastic. What the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. And now we're having church around our altars, we're having church around our uh around our, our, our phones and our iPads and our computers. Uh, and it's actually not that we want this to go on forever, but it's, it's, it's changing the way we think. So we're going through a sifting process. It's changing the church. And I believe with all my heart we're coming out of this stronger stronger That's that's the title of this message. We've got T-shirts over here uh, at Journey Life Center. Uh, Return stronger. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, And and he tells Peter, he says, now listen, Peter, when you come out of this, when you bounce out of this, wow, when you come back, when when you get your act together, and God's saying to the church, get your act together. We're in the last days. This is is a a pause. This is a time to think. This is a time to pray. This is a time to reevaluate what the church is really all about. It's not about entertainment. It's not about glitz and glamour. It's about something much more. And he says, Peter, when you come out of this, I want you to have a burden to strengthen others that are struggling to strengthen others that are struggling. Listen, the pitchfork is not comfortable. It is not comfortable. It is not fun. Someone, someone says, uh, if you got a good marriage, you got an even better one now. And if you got a bad marriage, it's really bad now. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening in people's homes, but I'm telling you, God's, God can be in it. And the wind is blowing out the shaft, and what's left is the pureness, the pure grain. Wow. What's left is something useful. How about that? What's left because it's not useful when it's mis- mixed with the shaft. You can't eat it, you can't cook it with all that junk in it. The church has been guilty of mixture. The church has been guilt, guilty of mixing all kinds of stuff together, mixing the world with the church, and that's not going to work. So he's blowing out the world. Oh, I, I might have to preach. I might have to preach. It's blowing out all the shaft, and what's left is the pureness of what the church is supposed to be. Oh, what, that, that's, that is so powerful. So let's continue the story in verse 33. Peter says, but Lord, how many know there's always someone who's going to fight it? How many know there's always one that wants to give you a hard time? But Lord, Peter replied, I'm ready to stand with you to the very end, even if it means prison or death. Verse 34, Jesus looked at him and prophesied Before the rooster crows in the morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Wow. Like I said, there's churches that didn't shut down. They're saying things, I don't need sifting. I'll be fine. We're going to keep doing what we'll do. And Jesus says, you keep on like this, you'll deny me. Wow. What a powerful word that is. Wow. And you know what Peter did? We find Peter just a little bit later. We find Peter where? At the wrong fire. Remember? He's sitting around a fire warming himself, looking at the trial of Jesus from a distance, and he denies. He denies that he ever knew Jesus, not once, but three times. Now, there's a reason why I say he's at the wrong fire, because so let's go to John chapter 21, and there's something really interesting. This is after the resurrection. And in verse 9, let's, let's pick up the story. You know, they were out fishing. You know, when, when, you know what? When we lose our purpose and we lose our mission, we go back to what we used to do. That's called backsliding. I know nobody ever backslides anymore, right? Never hear that anymore, but people do it all the time. John chapter 21, verse 9. And when they got to shore, they noticed a charcoal fire. Ah, we got another, we got another campfire. With some roasted fish and bread. Then verse 10, it says, Then Jesus said, Bring some of the fish you just caught. We'll cook some more. Verse 12. I'm going to jump around here a little bit save time. Come, let's have breakfast. How many would love to have breakfast with Jesus? Woo! Biscuits and gravy. Here we go. Jesus said to them, and Jesus said to them, and, and and not one of the disciples needed to ask who it was because every one of them knew it was the Lord. Verse fifteen. So they had breakfast with Jesus. After they had breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, "Harry, come on, Peter, let's have another conversation." Simon, son of Joda, uh, son of John. I'm sorry. Do you burn with love for me more than these? Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then Jesus said, then take care of my lambs. Take care of my lambs. Wow. So Peter goes through this. He's now at another fire. And Jesus tells him, Jesus asks him, and this is, or this is a question for the church. This is what this is all about. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than all your church programs? Do you love me more than all the glitz and glamour that some churches have been doing? Do you love me more than... Um, All the stuff that you've brought into the church that I never told you to do. Wow. Do you love me more than these? And if you do and when you do, I've got a mission for you. I have a calling. I think the church has kind of lost their calling. We've been more concerned about filling sanctuaries than filling hearts changing facilities instead of changing lives. And it's time to get down to what's important. And and, and maybe now, instead of just ministering to crowds, we can actually touch individuals. So here's what Jesus says. If you love me, I got a mission for you. If you love me, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He told this to Peter at another fire. Listen, the first fire was just about keeping warm. The second fire was about the fish. Jesus said, "I'll make you fishers of men. I think where the church has gone wrong is we've just gathered around a fire to stay warm. Watch me now, watch, watch what well don't watch me. But watch what I'm saying. We just gathered her. In other words, it was all self-serving. Preacher, what can you do for me? It's all about me, 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 me. You know, somebody was saying that we have a lot of advantages to the drive-in church. We we didn't do one today because it's windy and raining and 40s and it's miserable outside and we just couldn't do it this week. But there's a a lot of advantages to being in the car for worship. You can adjust your own temperature. People can't complain about the temperature. People can't complain that someone took their seat, because <laughs> they got their own seat, right? Um, they <laughs> and they can't complain about the volume. They can't say the music's too loud. Just adjust their own volume, turn it up, turn it down. Maybe we've missed something. Maybe we should be worshiping in cars. I don't know. <laughs> but, but but the point I'm trying to make here is all we really cared about was ourselves. And people are just going wherever they can be ministered to and People say, I I want the word. Well, I kind of understand what they're saying, but some people are really saying, what they were really saying is, I want my way. I want my way. Preacher, do it my way or it's the highway. It was all about keeping warm around a fire. But Jesus says, it's not a, now a fire will keep you warm. We're going to minister to you. We're going to bless you. We're going to love you. We're going to visit you. We've been doing everything in our power to stay in contact with all of our families, a couple hundred families. We're we're in touch with everybody as best we know how. But but what's really important, what's more important than staying warm is catching fish. And the fire is for the fish. (laughs) Oh, take that home with you. Well, I guess you are home. It's all... (laughs) It's all about the fish. Praise God. You know, what really blesses me, and I'll, I'll close with this, what really blesses me is how God was unknowing, unknown to us. God was getting us, getting Journey Life Center ready for this before it even happened. For those of you in the congregation that are listening today, you remember, we go all the way back to January 1st, the first Sunday in January, I think it was the 5th, and in that service, in that sermon, we said, there's a darkness coming. There's a darkness coming over the land, and here it is. And because of that darkness, we prayed, and God gave us five words to get us through the darkness. And those five words were joy, gather, faithful, together, harvest. Joy, why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And you could be sitting at home today, but if you have joy, you have strength. Oh, pastor, what is there to be joyful about? You know, that's your problem. That's your problem. Your joy is dependent on circumstances. My joy is already in me. It's called Jesus. It's called the Holy Ghost. Joy is already in you. Just stir it up. Some of us are strong. Are, are, we have joy because we're strong. I'm saying you have, you have, you're strong because you have joy. It's already in you. And then second of all, the second word was gather. And I know we're not gathering, but we're gathering at home. And you know what? We want to do it more. Than, we realize how, how, mm, how much we miss it now. And we're appreciating. You know, we're, we, so many churches were to the point where attendance was going down, not, just, not, not because they were losing members, but because people were attending less often. It was like the value of it was decreasing. But I believe the value of church has gone up. And we understand the value of gathering. The third word was faithful. And now we're being faithful. We're not relying on a Sunday morning sermon, but we're we're doing our own devotions at home. We're being faithful at home. We're, We're creating prayer altars. We're praying as families. We're being faithful to God. I appreciate everyone in the church, all the teams, uh, all, all those that are coming out for the food bank and making food deliveries and making calls and sending cards and, and, and getting on, uh, on Facebook and, and, uh, and doing the outreach events and the prayers and all, all the stuff that's going on. People are being brave. People are being courageous, and they're getting out there, and they're being faithful. The fourth word is together together. We're not just gathering, but we're united. And even though we're scattered, like I said, like I preached one sermon, we're scattered, but we're not splattered. We're, 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 we're scattered, but we've, we have more unity than we've ever had before. We're not gathered, but we're together as a church. And the fifth word is Harvest and you know what church we're reaching more people more people i mean by a factor of 2 or 3 times as many people as we were reaching before all this happened we are coming out strong we are full of his joy and out of his out of his and full of his spirit but here's the third thing I'm praying that every one of us will come out of this with a sense of purpose and mission. He tells Peter twice, when you get through this, strengthen other people. When you get through this, feed my sheep. See? So my question to you as I close today, as our worship team comes back, and we want to sing this song, The Blessing, for you. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's my question to you. Write this one down. What are you bringing when you come back? What are you bringing? don't, Don't come back to church to get something. I want to know what you're going to bring, that while you're at home in your altars, that God's going to speak to you about a new ministry, God is going to speak to you about why, what your purpose in life is. God's going to speak to you about a mission. And when you come back, you're going, to, you're going to ask your pastor, what can I do for the kingdom? Get this question. Pray about this question. What are you bringing when you come back? Wow. Let's get ready to worship. And if... Listen, if you need prayer, here's here's that phone number again. If you need prayer, and and whatever the need, please, please text us. Let us know. Let us know you need prayer. 419-834-2585. 419-834-2585. And just text PRAYER. And someone will be praying for you, specifically for you. And I'm believing God is going to bless that. And God will honor that. And God's in the midst of that. We praise God for that. We praise God for you. We thank you for being with us this morning. It's a different way of doing church, and it's temporary. But great things are coming, guys. Great thing. Revival is coming to the church. Renewal is coming to the church. It will never be the same again. And it won't be the same because you're not the same. What are you going to bring when you come back? Let's worship the Lord together. Thank you again for being with us. Amen.